0: Welcome back to an all-new installment of Super Metal Brothers here on the old podcast. I am Super Metal Brother, Matt. And I'm Super Metal Brother, Dan. And we are talking news. We're talking the review of the Volbeat's latest album, Sealed the Deal and more. But first, Danny, tell me, how's the week been, man? It's been good, man. I mean, now that the depression of Australia failing in the medal
1: count at the Olympics is over, I can, <laughs> I can see the light. The sun's coming out, the birds are chirping, and the A-League's only a couple of weekends away, so... Good times, yeah.
0: We've had some good news though. As you guys would have checked from last week, we actually interviewed the guys from Army, and as you can tell, we actually got put over. So, we are going to be on the show that they feature every year called
1: Evolution. Yeah, we're well, lucky enough to over the weekend go to the venue, go to the Army itself, Bay on Gore Place in LA, in the city. Check it out for all you young ones out there got to meet Christian and uh, Connie in person uh, just, and all their kids are. Oh, it's a lovely family, good v- family environment there. I, I nearly signed up. I was like, well, where would I sign?
0: Absolutely. But you came here to talk uh, serious news with the Super Mel Brothers. So let's take it right from the top, Danny.
1: Matt, what is the first thing that we share in Light to our follow follow us with
0: well as you were saying before the depression of the olympics is set in but it's good to reflect on some of the better things you know we've all seen bolt run faster than a, you know a moving uh, vehicle we've seen the domination of countries in one man called michael phelps but what are some of the more important things about olympics Danny? seen that guy break his leg was pretty horrific <laughs> <irritating. laughs> That was... uh, Injuries uh, uh, injuries never good, poo injuries, yeah. He he was more disappointed that he wasn't paying, but we actually wanted to talk more about the metal side of it.
1: Oh, yeah, it's great. Like, not just the metals in gold and silver and bronze, but rather the metal side, where Evolve Sports synchronized Swimming, which... It's probably the most that is pretty brutal. I mean, you got you're trying to drown yourself. How much more brutal can you get?
0: Yeah, like if I can put synchronized swimming into an art form, it'd be basically like if you took the spines out of birds and threw them into a wind, uh, like like a whirlpool. That's what you'd probably get from looking at it. But they, funny enough, are the most metal genre going out there in the Olympics. Yeah, not only did Japan
1: do their set or scenario or performance to a Camelot song, but Australia's own synchronized swimmers, the uh, Flopsies, I think that's their name. Yep. Yeah. They actually did their performance to Nightwish. I couldn't believe it. Oh, I, I,
0: I, I would have thought maybe, you know, for in between the weightlifting, that might have suited them more or even in submission to, you know, the equestrian, but... We saw it in the synchronized swimming. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, the fact they came second to last means nothing because no in the brutality sense. They were number one. Yeah, they got they got the black gold medal. Super Mar-
0: super metal brothers, giving you the gold for being probably the best long selection of the of the thing, and that's the most important thing when it comes to Olympics, really.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm only like a couple of degrees away from meeting a single girl who likes metal because one of those girls must have been like, "Here's, here's a metal band we can let. So, <laughs> for you for you synchronized swimmers out there, you know, yeah, here I am.
0: Going from one story, which is really about uplifting our viewers, to actually making more of a polarizing view. We like to do that here on Super Metal Brothers. We're talking Phil Anselmo. He's actually returned back on stage, Danny. I do He's trying to make his third
1: career, I guess. You know, he's he's always around in the press. He's done his... Uh uh, young Grasshopper teaching of you know, the wise uh, one of heavy metal ways, which is pretty funny on YouTube. So yep. yeah, he's got a cool sense about that. And I mean, he also does his own uh, recording, his own studio, etc. So I think King Parrot
0: even did a bit of work with him. So
1: yeah, sure he's always there thereabouts. But yeah, he's got like another band or something.
0: Yeah, he's jumped on stage with I Hate God for a uh, for a show, a couple of shows, I'm guessing. And it's divided the opinions. Obviously, the fans when you watch the the, the uh, video, they seem to be pretty happy with the, the seeing Phil Anselmo back. You know, Water Under the Bridge. Mm. You know what you did was was probably the very good but you know you've repealed for your sins and uh, your redemption's come at last however what's definitely taken the metal journalism have not taken too well to him they still have these ill feelings towards him
1: yeah, I think it's actually clever work from Phil because apparently uh, there's a Pantera autobiography coming out soon. called it, So I think this a really yes. clever cross-promotion. It's like, man, get out there. I, I-, I will not be surprised if he goes around like punching like kids or something now to get more promotion.
0: <laughs> so he does like, he wants to carry controversy, but hey, he also shit. wants to capture the viewers as ah, well. That's how you do it, mate, you know? Well, that's a good point. Uh, speaking about people who want to get thrown back into the light, Sammy Hagar's come out and said sorry to Van Halen. Now, if you don't know much of the story, you can actually follow The Simpsons. They did a joke on that, didn't they, Donnie? They did. Simpsons have covered everything you need to know about anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think many conversations have started because of Simpsons and many friends have been formed.
0: Funny enough, though, he actually said that he was thrown... Well, about a year ago, it feels like he said he was thrown out of the band and it felt like he was stabbed in the back. But now he's asking for the forgiveness and hopefully they become friends. The but you're also saying he doesn't want to join the band, Danny. Does it sound like he's kind of lying?
1: Yeah, this is like one of those, like, I've been hurt before and I don't want to put myself too out there. So yeah. like, just, just
0: in case you're interested in me coming
1: back, you know, it'd be nice. But, but I'll only come back if um, the bass player, I think, Michael, comes with me. Because, you know, we're, we're a team and I, I don't I don't want to feel like I'm just coming back because I want to play more live songs.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like how I met you in met your mother episode. It's like you run into your old ex and it's like, do you want to go out for coffee? And everyone knows that's cold word for let's go back to making babies together but this is just more about you know testing the waters and see how you know he feels about it maybe get back on board kick david lee rothaway
1: oh yeah i'm a big fan of uh the sammy hager era of van halen so hey we cool to see him too in Australia there was one time thing i was supposed to come down but then i you think know, i canceled because i think the poor drummer i think
0: cancer battle or something so
1: yeah, hopefully... Hey, if they patch up, apparently Eddie's a bit tricky to work with, so if
0: they can get the egos around and put mm. that together, who knows? Speaking about people getting kicked around, this is a funny story with Corey Taylor from Slipknot. Funny enough, he's actually now on his fourth, kicking people out of a venue. He's done three so far in the matter of a couple of months, and that's actually got everyone talking, does
1: he? I think that's an Olympic record itself. Well, <laughs> you know?
0: He's got more golds in Australia. Sorry, <laughs> sign him up quick. What he's done is, uh, he's one, he's uh, knocked a guy's phone right out of his uh, hand, so I actually have to correct myself. He actually didn't knock, kick three guys out, but he's been known to, uh, to interact with his fans. He's knocked a guy's phone out of his hands. He was sitting at the front maybe text messaging a loved one, seeing if how their cancer operation was going, or no, maybe just... Oh, or, or maybe just, you know, seeing if his missus still wants to, you know, pound a few back after a, a tough gig. Um, the second one was a bit more interesting. It was a crowd conduct. Apparently, this guy was throwing his arms around. But the third one in July, there doesn't seem to be any reason at all. It just says, Corey Teller says he's a C apostrophe star T. I don't... I don't know what that means, oh, but... Du- that's a Dutch word. No, oh, know, sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you think he's right to be doing this, Danny? Like, I'm imposing his own position as a singer to uh, kind of dictate the way the crowd should interact, or is that security's job? Well, this could be opening up a whole can
1: of worms, or in Slippers' case, a whole can of maggots. Oh! Uh, so I refer to the fans. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, I mean, this, this could be a whole discussion in itself, but security, they have a job. and in the same time, if, if a guy is causing big trouble, like... We went, I saw Iron Maiden and Bruce Dixon told that guy to calm down. But yeah. He didn't calm down, so yeah, uh, he goes, scored it out. So it's a bit of give good take.
0: Yeah, it's true. You know, for better or worse, I guess Corey Taylor now is in the light. You know, Slipknot is probably one of the strongest bands. In fact, they might be the next Metallica. I mean, they're selling out arenas everywhere. They're playing in front of big, big, big locations and big people, a lot of people as well. So maybe he now, like his opinion now matters more because he's just that big now.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe that too. Maybe people uh, have an enemy or a, a person they can all re- uh, gravitate towards and hate, and maybe unfortunately, courtail so, is explosive.
0: the paradox of a metal. What happens is you get too big. All of a sudden, metalheads all of a sudden want to see like because you know you become popular, and all of a yeah. sudden, everything you sing against yeah, has anti-metal. become now what you're for. You're yeah. the establishment. You're establishment, man. So now all these, all these metalheads, all these radical metalheads are like, no, he's the bad guy. He's making money off of it. Think yeah. about your past, man. You've changed, man. You <laughs> used what? to be
1: cool. <laughs> How dare you become successful? What's wrong with you, man? I You're know. supposed to stay poor and struggle.
0: Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're going to talk to lighter matters now with uh, the anniversary with uh, Dimebag Daryl. He's uh, he will been in 50 years uh, this week. In memory of this, Ola England from The Haunted and his own band, Fearless throw down a shred challenge. Basically, he's like, look, what I want you to do is upload you playing a Pantera solo and he'll feature it on, on his channel. So pretty cool little uh, thing there going on, Danny.
1: That's pretty cool. I reckon there's going to be like a hundred different like versions of Zach Wilde playing songs. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not Zach Wilde, I'm Wild Zach. And, uh, I'm Zach with 1K Wild with an
0: I. <laughs> Changes all these wigs. <laughs> yeah, he's... um. Absolutely, you know We want to see Obviously that to ring Which will never happen But uh, this is as close As you get to We're seeing some really cool uh, People from really good guitarists Throwing down some really tough solos And uh, we know it's funny Anyone who tries to play A dime bag solo Just sounds like someone Who's really trying To play a dime bag solo Yeah, dime short of a bag Oh <laughs> Danny, you are super fire tonight, man God, So I'm going to throw Another one at you With a classic band Corn. Corn have released A new film clip And you've seen it, Danny I did I really did Dude, this is an awesome
1: film clip it is, it
0: really is. And you know what's even more shocking to listeners? It's actually a good song.
1: It is, it really
0: is. And yeah. <laughs> at the expense of Daniel, was sounding like one of those daytime talk shows that no one likes listening to. I am, I really am. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, look, they went into this with with actual insight. The director said that they wanted to do a post mortem photography or mortem mori, which is the practice of preserving loved ones after death within an image. And this mm. film clip really does capture that really like dark and despair and just that. Uh, just off. It's just it's great. Well, I don't really get the whole taxi
1: termy thing. I mean, like, you love your dog and you stuff and say like, you can't fetch him or can't hump
0: your leg anymore. Why did you still want that dog? I can't hump your leg anymore. First world <laughs> cool problems. <I> that's <laughs> how I think all I can get, mate, you know? <laughs> but so, no, like, guys, I, I it's hard to say we return to form off one song. But yeah. this film clip and this song, man, they go together really, really well. I can see these guys, you know, definitely making their impact back in the metal scene. So that's yeah. really cool. Got a couple more news stories before we finish off. Uh, we want to talk about Tony McAlpine. Uh, just give a nod to him. He's actually... Come back normal and his metal test is okay after diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, it's great to hear he's um Greg Taras. We were lucky enough to see him play once with Virgil
1: Donati and I think he says he's even going to start touring next year, which is great for him and great to see in good health.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And what's in better health is for the Australian metal community, Opeth have just announced in the Sydney Opera House their Sorceress Live Show. That is amazing news. For a, a
1: band like Opeth, which starts from his tentacle death metal type thing or like Schmidl, and then they've gone away from that bit become a bit more rocking and progressive but...
0: last time they came in Australia Danny they played in it at a pub and this thing was sending counter three minutes before they came on man
1: that was a good synth man. That yeah, was a great yeah, synth no, you know. Yeah.
0: But here's the thing. They played in front of, what, 30, 40 people. Now they're playing in front of a full house and the most perfect environment for hearing metal in yeah. or any music in. Yeah,
1: and no, that's great. I mean, this is a really big privilege. I don't know any other hard rock metal bands who
0: play there. I'd eh? imagine, like, to get on the board of being, in a, like, running the Sydney Opera House and seeing who plays there, you'd have to be at least over 89 years old. Oh, you know, yeah. you'd have to be the snooty of the bootiest. You know, caviar for breakfast, lunch, and tea. You know, a pressing minority. The whole kicking beetle, yeah, really. I think
1: the horse you ride to play polo rides a horse to play its own polo. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the kind of the, the kilt. Uh, the, the, um, people yeah. Can't talk about here
0: So like we have to really give props. I mean they're going to be playing songs from Deliverance, Damnation, and some of their older discography. Like you are getting the full Opeth here, and uh, I oh, I'm I'm overwhelmed. I'm that's going to be uh, one of the best things for the metal community right now, yeah. and especially Opeth. Great for um yeah, it's great. Get a ticket when you can. All right, so we'll finish it on a downer, guys. Um, as you may or may not know, the Architects guitarist Tom. Sealy has died of cancer at the age of 28 after battling it for three years now the, probably the the worst thing not only for the friends and family I think his brother even plays in the band hey Danny.
1: yeah it's true it's um, it's quite hard to see a loved one like that um, fight for so long and they thought it, was a bit, it might be part where he might have recovered and then just take a turn for the worse and it would it, be really hard for these guys and I, I, I give props to them to, to a degree they're actually going to end up finishing their tour I think even coming down to Australia to finish off that tour as well so I mean, that's, that's very nice for them to do that. I don't think they owe their fans this, but if they feel like they need to do it to preserve uh, Tom's life, well, then good on them for doing that.
0: Yeah, I actually went down to a local, like for doing CDs uh, and doing reviews here, sometimes I go to JB Hi-Fi, sometimes I go to other locations uh, like Utopia and whatever. But uh, I went to them and asked them about what are some of your best-selling uh, bands in metal are currently? And they said two. They said Amnesty Affliction and they also said Architects. And for an age that's going very digital and for them to be doing quite well, uh, it's just a real bad day yeah no it is a shame so um all we can
1: say is wishing the family and friends and even the fans um all the best for this tough time and
0: again thank you for the music he gave you and i no f- just remember that so how about we lighten the mood up now danny and we talk something a bit more controversial a bit more thought-provoking stuff that our listeners probably wouldn't want us talking about but we're gonna do it anyway it's not that whole freezer doesn't have a light thing again is it? <laughs> No, I think we've lost 59 of our listeners (laughs) now, but what we're going to do now is talk serious about the metal journalism. Now, a lot of people have different opinions on journalism as a whole these days. You know, A lot of people are turning off mainstream and trying to find the independence because obviously, they wear their agenda on their sleeves and they'll placate that with the stories pretty much, don't
1: they? No, it's just not even that. It's just the quality of news and the the attention on the news is just very poor. I mean, in South Australia here, we had three weeks straight where the main news story was about burst water mains. It really... All the things happening in the world, all things happening in Australia, especially South Australia, like job losses, etc. like that. You are talking about burst water mains. Yes. And and he's and he's these like the independent top
0: uh, news things it's, it's, This, is,
1: this is, that's, that's ridiculous and
0: yeah so yeah in order to do on that we're actually going to see in metal journalism it sometimes doesn't fall too far from that tree either and what we're talking about tonight is Metal Sucks article why Gorka shutting down has made me proud to write for Metal Sucks now in itself that title is a bit clickbaity for me it's kind of like really like you're kind of like counterculture Gorka's more of a gossip columnist what would you guys have in common but the writer of the article said something really interesting and this is what I'm going to share with you right now uh, unbiased journalism is a nice idea, but it is very often a pipe dream. We don't ride on that hard horse. Just as Axel, the owner of Metal Sucks, believes all art is inherently political, so I believe that all journalism is opinionated and that said opinion does not ne- negate the reportings of the story, even if it pisses off the people towards whom it's aimed. I'm going to ask this question to you, Danny. Yep. How important is journalism when it comes to metal as an art form?
1: Well, it, it is... Very important because it's like we're always like the underdog and we're always the black sheep. So whenever it comes to a metal news story, straight away the main media and other people out there are really gonna attack you and come come at us. So journalists from the outside, it needs to be always correct. I don't like people lying, so yeah. I don't like appreciate sure that. But you, you can't just become focused on native and, and talk bad about our culture because the metal culture, we're you know we're we're a community here, and metal is all about you know talking about the. Uh, things which people don't like to talk about, like politics, politics, war, religion, yeah. all that stuff. So from the inside, we understand that we talk about not to be, to piss people off. Some do.
0: Yeah. But, you know, some. Yeah, some. Yeah.
1: But we, we mostly do it to like incite conversation and debate. So if you're just talking about these things and how people, we treat like other communities and race, etc. from our community, we understand and we're talking about it from a way of discussing it. But if, if you report from a, oh, this guy doesn't know who's talking about, and this, oh, this metal guy's an idiot then the outside media, outside people, they, they, they will see it as that. They won't see it as
0: how we see it. They'll see it as, oh, you guys are just bigots and you just hate people. And then it's all that good work people do, you have to now undo it. To some of what Danny was saying, it's basically like we've got obviously a community that uh, has an opinion on something, but um, there's an opinion on having an opinion on a, a style of music or a genre or a certain song in that. Yeah. But then there's the bad also with mental journalism needs to take the stand is that they also have to find what's the truth. You know, if, if um, a black middle band has gone on and done something and said something, you know, are they automatically going to side with their own beliefs or are they going to then do use their what they've got on their disposal to tell the actual story, to give the actual readers. Uh, an option to, to get what they get out of it and to get the truth out of that. So when the, and the biggest thing is what they're doing is actually blending art and politics in together, and it's not mm-hmm. art in itself is is what it is. It exists on its own entity. It doesn't have to be political. Art is for anyone who looks at something or hears something to get what they get out of it. Mm-hmm. So for him to, if if Axel believes he sees the world and political, then that is his sense. But then they go on to say that they combine two, which is really weird. They combines art. Then the writer of this article says, so I believe that all journalism is opinionated. And that said opinion does not negate uh, the reporting of this story. More importantly is that the idea that we don't, um, the not it's a pipe dream to have unbiased journalism, but that should be the striving for. Like, here's the thing: if you as a musician, you want to strive for perfection, so you're like, oh, that song sucks, I better write another one, rah 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 rah. But you're always going after the perfect and that. But that you're always going after a, a goal, you know, and the goal for journalism should be the truth. It should be an unbiased opinion. And so, of course, sometimes we put our opinions into to things, but um, why not strive to give your credibility 100% and integrity, keep it intact or else you're just being a social commentator. Well, exactly. Right. I mean, everyone's tied to an opinion even though
1: some people shouldn't have an
0: opinion, but as long as you stay at the
1: start, there's an op-ed piece and uh, acceptable. You're expressing your opinion and I can just... Take it with a pinch of grain of salt because if I agree, fine. If I don't agree, well, that's fine because it's just an opinion.
0: Yeah. The funny thing is, after all this, though, like, I'm going to contradict everything I say after releasing this next album, but it's more important just to get a thing is that we wear our heart. We, obviously, we wear our, um, our hearts and our sleeves here, but we also want to talk about things.
1: Yeah. And I, you got to be careful as well. Like, Axel might be just giving himself an out and, and to be like a lazy journalist saying, oh, now people you just you can't stop people being uh you know biased so therefore why stop it so it just could be a way of them giving themselves an out and
0: so it wasn't exactly a hilarious uh, story that wanted to do but it's something that uh, for metal fans to really consider when they're getting their information from somewhere you know it's really to get an idea of where the uh, ideas are coming from and, and what they stand for and I think with metal like you said it's it's about uh, expressing oneself and in an age of political correctness right now I see that this is where metal might be going is resisting that and um, this might actually come across with emotions versus yeah, emotions and feelings versus the truth or whatever almost you know but uh, we'll see that later i guess until then i'll just sit here and talk to a microphone i guess <laughs> yeah, it
1: could be that metal becomes its own enemy yes <laughs> yes yeah we sound like David adenborough <laughs> <laughs> you get we like a box and trapped inside a metal box and we just are fighting each other like an iron maiden
0: yeah. oh my god yeah. that's that gives us a good little uh, segue to our next and final presentation Let's talk Volbeat, Danny. Let's Seal the deal and let's boogie.
1: Let's talk Volbeat. <laughs>
0: yeah, as you didn't notice, our latest release from Danish metal band Volbeat featuring a vocalist and lead singer-guitarist Michael Poulsen. Yeah, straight away, I couldn't believe they were Danish. Like, if you hear the album, I, I
1: honestly thought they were from like the Bible Belt states of like America or somewhere yeah. like, in the... Um, South American,
0: yeah, they, they've because, got yeah. a very, very Hetfield uh, approach to lifestyle. Their years could be fill up a cornflakes bowl, honestly. Yeah, just
1: even just like some of the guitar riffs and stuff. There, of uh, the intro. Sorry, I interrupted. You. No, 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 no. Uh,
0: pronouncing. So basically, Michael Poulsen, the lead singer slash guitarist, pronounces this album as a spiritual album. Not exactly religious, but it covers it in spiritual themes. It actually da- debuted number one in its homeland in Denmark. So congratulations wow. to Volbeat. Let's see if it debuts number one on the Middle broadcast, though Danny. Well, we only bought one album this week, so yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, crap. This is the best and worst album this week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we buy albums here, people.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about how we review it for anyone who doesn't know. We break every album down to five things. We break it down to riffs, the vocals, the diversity, the groove factor, which makes basically the way it makes you feel, and the overall, which is production, okay? Starting right from the very, very top, Danny, the riffs on this album, did they do it for you? Did they didn't? why leave a comment section below i <laughs> right if you like me if you don't like me this is my opinion right we're talking about opinions
1: again <laughs> <Yeah>. i'm biased
0: <laughs> no 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 we want to hear what you say yeah okay so
1: you gotta take this on its merit not like we've heard other bands where they'd be very technical etc these these guys here they write simple structured songs and they just try to make it catchy and rocky and uh the riffs reflect that they reflect this the the, the genre the audience are going for is true yeah like I'm saying that the songs are very catchy choruses are very catchy they're there's only really a couple of like heavy, crunchy riffs, probably track uh, 10 and track 13, probably the two heaviest ones. And there's other ones where they counter the chorus, which is cool, but it's just a bit of a um, fun song, yeah. So.
0: Yeah, what you get from this album, and the funny thing is, I guess they were really a metal band in the past, but lately this album, hearing it as a metal album is not a good way for a listener to be prepared for it. This is a hard rock album, you know. This, in fact, goes even rock style in certain songs.
1: Oh, yeah, when you get to like the middle, where it's um, track six and track seven, which is Rebound and... Uh, Black Rose, they sound like they're straight from like a high, high school musical like soundtrack, like Grease or something. Yeah, so, yeah. it's
0: it, basically you got rock and riffs, you know, you got some you, your verses, you've palm you verses, you got your big choruses, you know, and stuff like that. And you got some like nice little licks featuring in songs like Mary Laveau, um, you got some stuff like Seal the Deal, which is a bit faster, even though the chorus goes to a classic kind of volby breakdown-y, you know, catchy chorus. And this is what's something that's happened a lot in this interview. There's reoccurring themes almost to the point, like when he when he said that that uh, the lead singer, what's his name, um, Michael Paulson. He said that that there's a spiritual album, and he had like these kind of things that reoccur in the album. I would say the the theme of riffs come with it back a lot <laughs> to a point of like you can almost feel like this is gonna be how the next one's gonna go, and you almost get it right.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's one of those albums where you, like you know each individual song, if you listen to them
0: separately, yeah, they have their own
1: sounds, but you just on the same city, you kind of have the same feel like the structure is kind of yeah, yeah. they
0: they're, they're a little bit adventurous when it comes to different orchestrations and stuff yeah. like that generally but the way they structure a song the way they'll go about having a layered the vocals over lines and stuff it's very much look i can say honestly in all honesty you can listen to one track off this album and get a sense of the whole entire album and you'll know whether you'll like this album or not from that one song
1: one one i think might be a little bit harsh because yep. i think i think there's three versions you have
0: Oh yeah, yeah like the, the um, like that
1: whole progressive rock feel songs. Then you have those high school musical songs, and then there's two songs <laughs> which are their like sing along chorus songs. Which actually is one of my favourites is Goodbye Forever, and also the uh, track five, which is called Let It Burn. So you have you have like those kind of three subdivisions.
0: Yeah, it's a funny tr- story actually. You do find that um. The album's kind, of... but that's the thing. It is fun, like the whole. Oh, every riff feels like it was recorded within an afternoon, over some beers and some jokes. And yeah. for better or worse, I think for fans who really like this and don't take themselves very seriously, and their music is the same, this is perfect. Those all those riffs generally.
1: Yeah, actually, the the, the first riff nearly lost me on the on the uh, starting track, the Devil's Bleeding cream Apparently, it's Crown. I don't think he says Crown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the first like couple of riffs actually sounds like a Nickelback song. He's supposed to be a bit of grunt in his vocals. I nearly turned off the album. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: we're that's not true. No, we're a metalhead. Song. We don't like Nickelback. <laughs> ooh, why? No. I, don't I don't know. Why? We play with Dimebag, so what? <laughs> 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 he must have been drunk. Yeah. Um. I get it. Nickel, dime, I get it. Ah, ah, ooh, ah. So we're going to go to vocals. You know, the riffs... They're okay. They're going to come into uh, to focus a lot more when we talk about production later. Mm. So we'll kind of give it a miss for now and talk vocals. And the reverb on this guy's vocals oh. goes for days and days. I'm talking cathedral on top of the moon on top of a galaxy in a cathedral. Yeah,
1: it's something like that. Yeah, and also oh, with like really bad phone reception going through like a tunnel so how's that like sound?
0: What would you say thing with the best way of saying this guy's voice? How does it sound like?
1: Yeah, the, the best way I would say I, in my years of listening to uh, many vocalists would say it's Eddie Vedder drinking water. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> <Eddie> <laughs> Vedder, yeah go coral reefing or diving something like
0: that. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing. I mean, you're st- The singing style is still going to make... I mean, his voice is quite good. Even when he goes to high register like Gates of Babylon, it doesn't sound like he struggles at all, Danny, hey?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. He does, and the classic key change in Let It Burns, where he gets quite high up, and the tone is still strong. It's um, I don't know who decided to put that effect on his voice for the whole song and every album. It's just, I I think he's good enough he doesn't need it.
0: Even at this very worst, the singing style is going to get your girlfriend pregnant. I mean, 10 months later, you're probably bringing Paulson's voice to like soccer practice and feeding it years every morning. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much the way it is. For better or worse, the singing style is going to stick with you. He gives you the catchy choruses. He gives you those very simple melodies over the verse. Um, he basically always builds it up for intention, even if it's like a, an interlude in the middle of the song. It just always feels like he's... Nobody he does and he does it quite well. And he only lets the other vocalists once, I think, appear on the album. So yeah. he takes the lead pretty much the yeah. whole time.
1: He does have... I mean, they're, they're quite good interval jumps and in singing if you want to get very technical. So he does, he does have a decent range and good control of his voice. So I'll give him that and a bit of a choir feel in Goodbye Forever, which is quite a nice, you know addition to the um, album having the choir seeing the um slow chorus they build helps to build up yeah much like the riffs
0: though i find that you kind of get a general kind of vibe of pretty much every song what he's going to do and how he's going to do it and it's kind of like ah, uh, it's it's again if you love that style it's going to be like refreshing not refreshing i sense it'll be nice it'll be nice to hear an album like you know you're gonna have a good time too i guess
1: yeah i mean i guess the good thing is about his vocals is because they're quite Easy to. Listen to. Easy to listening. There's a little bit of a parody side to it because of his tone. You, mm. you can sing the chorus along with him quite comfortably because they are catchy choruses, and his tone is um quite fun to like mimic. I mean, he's quite high. Don't get me wrong. So trying to sing with him. It takes a bit of practice.
0: I'd imagine you'd need like a uh, a YouTube on your uh, on the TV on your monitor in your card at the same time because some of those lyrics. Man, I've heard death metal vocals sound like Cookie Monster, and I've been able understand them more than some of this guy. Oh, I know
1: this. Yeah, literally, it's like not just. Diving
0: in water But diving really deep water You know Yeah I mean, While talking on the phone <laughs> And, and <laughs> it's like much. literally Like you could be reading You know the lines of the chorus And you're reading along with it I'm like I'm lost Like I have no idea Where I am maybe, right now maybe he's,
1: maybe he's like Singing it in like Danish And like then it give you a book in English yeah,
0: yeah, he like, He kind of goes Between both I mean like who cares right You know Your, your, belf- your girlfriend's rubbing Her beans to her voice Anyway right now So what does it <laughs> matter right so let's move on to probably the diversity of the album. What we want to do is talk about now is how this album goes about giving the listener an enjoyable experience over the whole entire thing. Do they break it up a lot or do they just do enough to make sure that you're listening to every track? Yeah. Or to the end of any, every track almost. Well,
1: this is the thing where Matt kind of struggled in himself. Me, I don't mind a bit of that hard rock type stuff. So uh, I was able to listen to, actually listen to this album quite a bit. It's probably the most I've heard of an album this year, which is which is quite nice. So I did drink work. Don't tell the boss. But it, I I found it um the word diversity. It's it's hard with this album. Like I said before, you have kind of three main song structures, and they kind of go with that. Track four is a little bit different gates of Babylon because they actually make that whole Mediterranean feel to the song with a different guitar tuning set or different scales
0: used. So, yeah, scale I'd say. Yeah. yeah
1: so that's clever. So I'll give them that. That makes it a bit. A little bit diverse in that sense, but the um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rate this as a strong point.
0: As a thing what I struggle with, and now maybe you can help me to understand this album better. What got you listening to it every album or every track right to the start and to the end?
1: Uh, because I got a job to do, man. <laughs> I got a recorded podcast. <laughs> so,
0: so your huh? mundanity of your job matches maybe the mundanity of the record. Is no, that
1: what you're yeah? <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, cause it, it's it's just an easy song you have album you have in the background, and it can just. Play you don't you don't have to like overly think like we were listening to like Gojira last week and you really have to pay attention to those songs. This song here you can literally just like be at work or be in the car. You chuck the CD on and the songs have a, an, enough going in there that you you hear it. And each track again I think it's just really when it gets to the choruses they really suck you in man. You really like wait for those parts and.
0: Yeah, I kind of like to touch on you what you were saying. Like a lot of these tracks, like you said, the high school musical thing with the diversity. Oh, it really true. like you could put this on any romantic comedy, and then you could imagine coming this fall, Tiffany really likes his boy called Jeff, but Jeff doesn't know. So Tiffany's trying to get his attention, and that's what you'd imagine the whole way through it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like Tiffany ends up realizing that Jeff's a jerk, and then he dates she dates Jeff's other uh, friend, more of a beta, but who cares? We we're still a happy story, right? Yeah. So. That's what I get with most of the tracks. You're right. There are some times when they jump out of it and they give that metal feel. You know, like there's be some of those heavier riffs coming in. Um, but we can always talk about diversity and rock and roll with a back. Uh, what is that? Black Rose Battleships, Danny? Oh no, that's
1: uh, that's track 11. Uh, Tra- battleship chain. Chains. Battleship uh, Chains.
0: Literally, just don't listen to that song. Just it, do it's not. It's probably like uh, the contender of the worst track we've reviewed so far. Uh, seriously, it's this is. I, I couldn't. I uh, heard oh, mate. from a reliable source that they actually gave this song to the Wiggles to play in front of kids, and they said no, it's too soppy. Yeah. Like honestly, would kids that. would go out and cut their lawn like they cut the rest after hearing that song. <laughs> like, honestly, kids, yeah. uh, I'm talking
1: four year olds, the oh, oh, whole honestly, lot. This is like if, yeah, if you're watching Play School mixed with Sesame Street, mixed with Wiggles, mixed with Higher Five in a tub full of sugar, which is like s- floating in a pool <laughs> made of Jello. Which is where <laughs> while you're playing Candy Crush, that song is still. <laughs> That song is still as, as more sickly than that um sweet than that uh whole yeah. and what event. I,
0: what I will i definitely concede though is that when they do break up songs for, like with different orchestration, like for EV or the bagpipes that feature later on. Yeah. The choir sections. Yeah, a couple or, guitar solos. So, but they normally save that for the bridge, right? There's always a the bridge which comes up with the curveball. Generally, though, you get a feeling with it, like the chorus would have distortion on it, maybe a guitar over it, palm you to the verse. But and when it comes to the bridge, I generally find that that's when they throw a a little bit of spice and sugar yeah
1: i was saying i was expecting like most of these songs only to be like three and a half minute songs etc By adding in those like little bridge fills that actually extend all the songs out to like four and a four and a bit minutes so it's actually for 13 tracks you still got a good 50 minutes out of it
0: yeah so. even though sometimes when they touch on that metal like towards the end of the album there's one track yeah. in particular they even go into like a metal kind of song really and that's kind of what i'm talking about Yeah, i mean still
1: the deal is pretty rocking that's because cool yeah. it comes after like the slow um sing-along course, power balladty top song and then comes into the heavy song and then the, the last track the um the lowest crossroads yeah like, I mean, that's the heavy song on the album so like right at the end. it's like yeah don't forget we still can rock man yeah oh, we're it's still a good. metal band right yeah I'm like, right, oh, man
0: you've changed your title but um let's move it on to uh, the grooves as you can see a pattern kind of forming here already but we're gonna move right through our list so and we can kind of tug it up at the end now how does this album with a groove factor our groove is our fourth title mm-hmm. in how we review a CD. Now, how does this album make you feel, Danny? Do you get a grunt in your face? Do you feel like having to skip, you know, going out there and going to a local playground and getting reported to police? Yeah. How do you normally feel like with this album? Uh,
1: Groove, yeah, I mean, I don't know, the word groove is different. It's definitely got the feeling to some songs. It's just the the choruses are groovy. The verses are there just to build up the chorus pretty much. Yeah. Um, and they're great, so, yeah, so you can groove along, you can sing along to them. They're, they're cool. They're just like cool, relaxed songs. You just like, put on the barbecue, you can just like oh. hang on a couple of mates, just like bobbing your head. You're like, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's and,
0: an album you have beers to. Uh, it's an album that you can have. You can bring your girlfriends to as well. You know, like yeah. I know some of my albums I listen to with the boys, Obviously, I wouldn't. The girls would be like, ah, "I can't understand what you saying." You know, they make, they're going to associate that with Satan. And even if they're talking about, you know, having a good time as well, a certain style of singing or a certain style of riffs going to turn people off. But this is just accessible for anyone. You know, this is almost. When even feature on a, on a Nickelback album, sometimes.
1: Well, yeah, and that's and that's why like going back to groove, that you just have that nice party vibe to it and feel. And then again, you also have those high school musical tracks, and then they have their own groove to it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> like it's
0: just perfect. Like it's raining outside, you sit on the windowsill and you're just looking outside. Like, what if you know? Perfect for that kind of weather, contemplating about life, or just you know, the love that got away, Danny.
1: Yeah, that's true. There's there's a bit of that in there. So it's um, I don't know how spiritual it is. A couple of the songs
0: are just about. Chicks, like,
1: and <laughs> oh, no, I just you expect something song like, like uh, our, these guys were singing about the chicks. It's a hard rock, so that what else you can sing about? Yeah,
0: I it? guess in the end of the day, you get medium to tempo songs. The whole album's pretty boppy, pretty fun. Even they got a little bit out. It's pretty much a predictable experience, but necessarily doesn't mean bad, really. Yeah, no, look,
1: it's it's a it's nice, good feel to it. Yes,
0: so let's this all together with the overall production of the album and all these parts together Danny what are you left with and do you think with the vo- the vocals being too over reverbed or the style of guitars I mean you listen to this album at least 10 times all the way through mm. what was the overall feeling like
1: uh yeah uh, I mean the vocals stand out like a sore thumb it does get a bit much after all his voice I mean, they could have just used it for, like, choruses again or maybe just one parts of the song. Like, you know, he, he does try to break it up with a bit of grunt and growl to help give a bit of dynamics to songs. So yeah. that's done well. And again, with production, they add the choir when necessary. They add the different instruments in to give each song its own feel to it. I, they're, they're just, like, little tricks added, like, saying add into the bridge sections. not like the whole songs that way. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, yeah, I think the singer does, like, muffle some of the other bits, uh, other instruments. So even I think the drums could be a bit better. I think the singer kind of... um. A kind of tracks there, the scene kind of interferes with the drums a bit, and I didn't hear that that quick clearly. Yeah,
0: I get, I get, I reckon the band themselves, I mean, they're good musicians. I feel like this was really recorded only over a weekend, like, uh, not, for, not for a bad thing. I mean, these riffs and that. They just do exactly what they're supposed to do and give you a really good uh, time for listener. Now, I'm the opposite of Danny, though, and this is why I don't think I can avoid coming off as a metal leader, but I've never listened to this album all the way through in one sitting. I find it really hard, and um, it's an album that I really want to like, and this is the best analogy I can think about. Imagine if you're a boy or a girl, and there's a person in your life of the opposite sex, or the same sex if you're gay, and... They tick all your boxes for you, you know? They like video games. They like going for a run. When you guys like like exercise, rah, rah, rah. They t- they're good to your parents. They're good to you, whatever. But they don't do it for you. You know what I mean? Like, mm. they can look okay. Like, you know, you look at them, they're like pleasing. But you keep looking and you want to f- have these feelings for them. And you really, really try to just get those things. But you just can't feel it. And in the end of the day... He's going back with a pocket of the Kleenexes and he has to worry about the one that got away.
1: So he's yeah, saying that there's something in the way like sheets a piece one at a time.
0: Yeah. It's and then the toughest thing for me, I guess, was uh, it was all too familiar. Um, but when I when I liked it, when I listened to three or four songs and I really enjoyed some of those choruses and those songs and those the way they're, they're structured, I got what I needed out of the album. Yeah. But then after a while the feeling of just having happy boppy in my car or at home doing the housework, with that isn't enough for my listening ear. so unfortunately i just could not do it i really found it hard to go past track five or six then i put the album off come back to, re- to re- do the larger albums to hear what it was like but even then it's still like for me the first five tracks are the best off the album so i don't really listen to anything after that anymore
1: Oh, I mean that's that's fine, that's your opinion. And Yeah. It, it's it, wrong, right? No, <laughs> it is it is what it, it is what it is. Don't mind me while I skip I know, jabbing you. I know. No, it's 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 funny, you're right, they could probably have taken three songs out of this album and, and still you wouldn't notice yeah. because of that fact. The other thing though, this is a classic production technique and song structure technique, which is a must. That song uh Let It Burn, which is the track five which comes to sing along, it cuts into the chorus and does like a really uplifting chorus and cuts to a key change like chorus. And that yeah. is a must for anyone who's trying to do like a power ballad or sing-along song, that is just, uh, mm, mwah, that is like 101 how to write a catchy song. So I was I was happy they did that because I love key changes in uplifting choruses, Matt.
0: Yeah. I, hey, there's
1: one more thing as well I'll add about the vocalist. Now this is going to be super nerdy here so I want you guys to get into your Batman pyjamas and listen up. The singer, I can sum it up as one person from a film it will be the 1986 Transformer movie Remember junk Island where you had Repgar oh my god
0: <laughs> you, <laughs> you were you were teasing me this for a week that's right I didn't know what it was yes oh my god <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right
1: oh my god rock yeah. oh. It, is, it is him he is Repgar has become real life I know it's Eric Idle I know people but Repgar has come real life and is now fronting a Danish oh, harop band. band for that it, reason
0: alone you have to buy the album it
1: is absolutely brilliant
0: oh my god that's hilarious um, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say to anyone, listen to For Evie, I reckon, and then see if you like it. And if you do, the album you're gonna fall in love with. It. And if you don't, I don't think there's another track of this album that I would recommend for. No. people to listen to uh, get a adjacent vibe like horse for
1: causes, yeah man. I mean, if, if you like again if you like sing along choruses if you just like easy listening like hard rock this is fine for you So Look, yeah.
0: anyone who gets into Tremonti religiously anyone who gets into Creed which is obviously another Tremonti but whatever yeah. Um, Nickelback you know any, Altered Bridge even another Tremonti band. I gotta be honest like these kind of style of writing it's gonna suit you the voice is incredibly charismatic and it will just hook you in as well and your girlfriend's gonna absolutely love it hell your mum's gonna absolutely love it
1: yeah pretty much every My mum loves it yeah that's it man You like a rock on my son that's pretty fair
0: so um, yeah I'm gonna say to you I look not my cup of tea but I'm definitely gonna let you guys know that this is not a bad album though I would definitely recommend this for anyone who's into rock and roll music even if you like the heaviest thing get into is like soil work and then I'd still recommend this album to you because it's like dude you're gonna love it man
1: yeah yeah, no, that, that's true I mean yeah if, if you like hard heavy technical um, complicated blast beat just just don't even put in into
0: the yeah system. if that's what you like religiously and that's what you listen to for music and stuff and I get a lot of friends in metal uh, have other sort of genres and styles they listen to uh, Just my, that's just my, my taste on it but I would definitely recommend you give this a, a try it out and just check out the first couple of tracks off the album and uh, take things from there
1: yeah and I think yeah, well, something on Fobby I guess just to recap uh, Sunday 4th September both uh, Matt and myself Super Metal Brothers will be uh, emceeing for the Army, the Australian Rock Mill Institute, uh, I guess, student gala, yeah, which is called Evolution down in the Governor Highmarsh, so it's pretty much a showcase for all the students rocking out, some great covers, songs, and oh, it should be a great day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Me and Dan, we're emceeing it, so between any ad break, you're going to see us just talking. They just literally said, look, just talk about whatever you like, and talk we will.
1: Yeah, if, if you like us rehashing old... Jokes, well, <laughs> you, why not? You love Your it. <laughs> it's come along, is
0: it? Absolutely, guys. So make sure you check us out on the fourth of September at the Governor Highway here in Adelaide, South Australia. But I guess until then, Dan, we'll come back next week with some more news, reviews, and hopefully a couple of interviews or two. Yeah,
1: um, if any bands out there want to be interviewed by us, just uh, throw us a link or send us a message on Facebook. If you think there's any stories you want us to cover on this, uh, yeah, link us to our story and we'll. Gladly mention it. So, yeah, yes. just
0: head up to facebook.com forward slash super metal bros. or oh, bro, isn't it? Just bro. Yeah, yeah. super metal bro. So, facebook.com forward slash super bro. And just send anything on our wall and just, yeah, let us know what you guys want us to cover or what band we need to interview or what album you guys want to hear our thoughts on.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, ideally a new album. One from this year, at least.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be covering mostly only uh, new releases just to get people, you know, keep it in the mainstream, keep popular with the kids and all that kind of hey, stuff. you
1: know, keep up the lingo, you know, like. Swiggity wockety woo
0: Oh, good episode, Danny. That was a lot of fun. It's good to have you back again for another week. (laughs) Yes, I did, yes. Yes, it was. (laughs) Well, until next week, guys, I'm Super Metal Brother Matt. And I'm Super Metal Brother Dan. We've been the Super Metal Brothers. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next week.